Intercast. Today we are going to be re- re- reviewing and talking about season two, episode three, Lycia. But first, my name is Shane, and joined by Jonathan. Yeehaw! Hello, everyone. And Ikara. Hello. And for the next two minutes, another person will be entering this podcast, and then we'll have to throw over the top rope to eliminate them. <laughs> Oh, that's Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, that's the Royal Rumble that's happening tonight. Right, I'm on the WWE Network, and you can get the WWE Network for £9.99. What's that? £9.99 a month? Yeah, it's £9.99 a month. <laughs> I, I've got to say something. I did like either. Is that your running gag, Gareth? <laughs> that is the running gag. Cause that I've was got a name. variation on it. I'll bring it up later. <laughs> okay, well. Okay. Overall, what does everyone think? Oh, so before we before I even go anywhere further, Kinsey is stuck in the fridge. Happens to the best of us. Yes. So unfortunately, Kinsey won't be able to make it this evening. He's stuck in the fridge. So yeah. So that's two 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 for the fridge so far. Yes. So that just leaves me and Shane as the only non-fridge contenders. Indeedy. Got a lot of episodes to go, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's still. I suppose there's still time. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay. Nice way to get the series moving again. Mm. <laughs> it was. Uh, I thought, you know, we were questioning whether or not this plant character was uh, was the replacement for uh, for the departed Zev, and then I think by the end of the episode we get a different curveball on that. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely had me gripped. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, talking about this curveball, I had actually, as I mentioned before, before we started recording, I had actually seen her face before. And it's because I saw her in those, the old adverts for Lex back in the day, when, um, back in the day when, um, you know, I was watching the MST3K and they would use the show adverts for Lex. Ah, okay. You mean the, I see, you mean the news app, you mean? Yeah, the news app. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw her face. So yeah. it must have been, obviously, I guess, this part onwards, unless they yeah. change it again, which wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, you can't tell us either way. Mm. Uh, so she goes, so that, that was like, oh, so that's her. Now I know all these characters from this images I saw. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, different spelling of Zev this time round though. Before, it's still got an X in it. <laughs> yes, uh, there was, the, pre- the previous spelling of Zev was, um, uh, well, it's... Z-E-V. Yeah, then, no, X-E-V. Yeah, so I've got even more problems with my keyboard now, haven't I? Yes. You have. That keyboard. Yeah. I didn't get a new keyboard for Christmas, listen. Oh. Crowdfunder! Let's go to the Crowdfunder website. Get Jonathan yeah. in your keyboard. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we start with a uh, with a swarm of space pods. Yes. Yeah. They look a bit like um, uh, pineapples with uh, with very very cute wiggly tails. <laughs> <laughs> say it, Shane. Say it. <laughs> I was going to let one of you say it. 
That's why I'm painting around. Continuing theme of phallic, uh, phallic images in the, in the series known as Lex. Yes. Well, this, this, this episode goes very on the, uh, <laughs> yes. side of. Yes. Uh, I got, a, I got a feeling of two, there was two Red Dwarf episodes that I feel was very close to this. Camille. Yeah. Yeah. And Sirens. Yeah, I, I agree and, with and that one. A few, a few mm. musical cues from Gunman. Yeah, a few <laughs> cues from Gunman for the, for the, oh god, from Potato to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one of them managed to breach the hull of the racks and travel inside, mind scanning each crewman in turn, first is Kai, then the 790, before stopping at the uh, Stan who is asleep. And Stanley is having a dream. Presumably of an ex wannabe girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So. And, he... uh, well, <laughs> she's nice. <laughs> yes. And. But about as anatomically correct as a Barbie doll. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, well, we're talking, well, we're talking about the dream, aren't we? We're not talking about what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> it, well,. Inside the dream, he asks her out on a date. And she laughs in his face. Yeah, poor Sam. But, um, the, the, uh, the space pod seems to be satisfied with Stanley's dream and finds a place to attach herself. It chooses near the ceiling where Stanley is sleeping. As soon as she's attached, a humanoid figure drops out and when Stanley awakens, it is a naked female shape of the person she is dreaming about. Yes. It's quite a weird um, science. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. It's just like weird, you know. And obviously because we were, this was a new female the character, as John said, we were like, so this is the new female lead character. Somebody mm. from Stan's dreams. We're going to have somebody literally fawning all over Stan all the time. The show's going to get too weird. <laughs> but based on how weird it had already been, you couldn't really rule it out at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, not really. <laughs> so, um, so, so, um, so the person is by the name of Laikia, uh, and she tells uh, Stan, she would like to dance with him just like Stanley's dream. Um, Stanley looks at her, notices that she is completely, well, A, drop dead gorgeous, and B, totally naked. I don't know what the hell Stan was thinking at this point, because of course, he is still half asleep. And we've got a gorgeous naked woman in front of materialising out of thin air in front of him and asking for a dance. He pop the guy probably still thinks he's still asleep. Either that or all those Christmas. It's quite, it's quite <laughs> normal for him to be confused by the world. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. And then he, I think he gets a bit suspicious, doesn't he? he goes, this can't be real, you know. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> yeah. too good. This doesn't happen yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, however, shit, Sherlock. Yes. Stanley notices that she Stanley notices that she has no sex organs, but she most definitely has breasts. But she doesn't have the nipples and um and um, um the other area. The yeah, the other area. Uh, however, like you 
uh, coming in every other way. Hmm. Uh, you kind of wonder, okay, what's that? You know, what, what is that going to play into next? Uh, so uh, Stanley runs off to wake Kai. And Seven Ninety's not impressed with her. No. Seven Ninety is still weeping over the um, over the what did you quote last time out? Custard was it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. The bowl of soup. Yeah. Yeah. Zev soup. Yeah. Zev. <laughs> well, they refer to it as protein. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they go their way. Kai, like you at this point, decide, um, gets dressed in a very very close fitting pattern single piece bodysuit. Um, and I'll be my bunk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's another reference, John again. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so. So the scene changes completely at this point to a lift off of a rocket. Uh, we meet three astronauts from the planet called Potato Ho. We meet three satirical American rednecks <laughs> yeah. from the south, quite a long yeah. way from Canada where this film is being made. Yes. <laughs> With waves like Maisie Moo and Daisy Blue and Scott. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh my God, you are so backwards. What are you doing? And, you know, this might play well in New York. And then in other parts of America, they might be thinking, you know, yay, we're on screen. <laughs> yes. I wanted one of them to say is that it's not, town's not worth a big hill of beans. It's also very uh, close to Apollo 11. With uh, calling the ship the Eagle. Well, the Eagle 5, yeah. And uh, I thought it was very well done, the way they kind of did all the effect of the zero-gravity stuff, you know? Yeah. And obviously on space hoppers or something, but uh, it just... The, the right the right use of CGI in the foreground, and it was very well done, I thought. Hmm. Yes. And the, uh, the character... As I get the right character for three here... Oh, yeah. The character... Uh, um, P.T. Bando it's played by Jeffrey Hirschfield Jeffrey Hirschfield is also one of the writers of Lex oh, okay. and 790 oh, which, which one was he? Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't the main colonel guy was he? no 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 no, no. He was, the, was he the one who loved being an astronaut? yeah he's the uh, as we as we first get the first introduced to them, yeah, he is the one who's sitting on my left. Okay. Right. No left. You see, I knew somebody would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So yeah, so um, no, he's actually on screen. Okay. Yeah. I did did not did not pick up on that. Yeah. So he so he, so he's on screen twice, oh. playing two different characters. Does he have any lines against 790 or not? He's eaten before he has to speak to him, isn't he? I think so, yes. Yeah, yes. so there wasn't any scenes where he's having to do ventriloquism with a robot head. Yeah. <laughs> they missed a trick there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um, Look, I can say, get it, say bottle of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, the three astronauts, very, very American redneck, um, 
Yeehaw, good old boys, Duke's of Hazard. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, they want, they are on a special mission to go to the beyond the Iron Veil that surrounds their planet. And well, they... this is the thing about Americans not having passports, you see. <laughs> They've never seen outside of Texas. They're like, you know, they're like, there's a whole world out there we didn't know about. They don't tell us that in school. <laughs> Thanks, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make the reference if you did <laughs> I was going to say Frank's a bomber, but I thought, no, it's better with Donald Trump. No, no, please. <laughs> yeah, these, these, um, these Barack Obama's not a racist idiot. <laughs> True. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, but this, <laughs> this, this is not a political podcast. A little bit of politics there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, <Remember>? indeed. <laughs> So they fly <laughs> beyond the veil. Yes. Um, they break through and head into open space where no potato hooing has gone before. <laughs> potato hooing! <laughs> <laughs> so Stan, meanwhile, attempts to wake Kai, which, after what happened last time, mm. we all remember what happened last time. He yeah. shot him dead. Yeah, exactly, yes. <laughs> It was an accident. <laughs> I think he was just trying to show off last time, now, and this time around he is taking the time to be more precise about his actions. Mm. Mm. He's, he's already learned you just don't do that. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, and until seven ninety, which of course, as we mentioned, is very very depressed after the loss of Zeb, that they have a visitor, but seven ninety is not interested at all. Uh, Loki joins up with them and struggles to stand. Kai had revived, and Stanley explains what has happened. Yeah, (laughs) it's a bit weird again. I was feeling sorry for Seven. No, stop being depressive. You're supposed to be funny. (laughs) I see character though. I mean, Seven's not in the episode, so like, Seven obsessive is going to be depressed. Exactly. Is this the point where they f- the potato hoe yeah. people fall through the hole and come into what we, we consider the light universe? So. Well, we don't know whether we don't know whether from to begin with. They could be from the light. Actually, we well we'll get to that point later. Yeah, the, the iron veil is not the same as the praxal cortex. Or yeah. it's, called. it's just a cloud around this planet, really, isn't it? Yeah, which kind of reminds me of uh, the. Blackness around the planet of cricket. Correct. Mm, yes. Yay! <laughs> Two rare people who got the reference. <laughs> Indeed, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Anyway. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so... Life, the universe, and potatoes. Indeed. I'm here. So, um, basically, what happens? The potato humans uh, find the Lax. And they get in contact with the Lax and... Contact for potato kind. Exactly. And Kai comes out uh, with, with on a bug and uh, then they all go inside with everyone in that with all the potato hooans in their big spacesuits, talking mm-hmm. incredibly slowly like you would do with a foreign person <laughs> when they don't... Uh, when you, they, when well, you're not sure they understand your language. This is 
this is this is my quote. This is where uh, Kai says, um, "We can understand you." Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. And they quickly find out that they can breathe their atmosphere as well. Indeed, indeed. So yeah. Lots of explanations from Stan about whether or not they're humanoids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, she's a plant, we think, and uh, yes, he's, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, probably not the last time we see him having to explain exactly how <laughs> what's going, going on. Exactly. Mm. And so. I was kind of wor- I was kind of worried at that point. I was like, "Is one of them just going to pull a gun on these guys?" And not not our gu- not the Lex guys. I thought the Potato Hoons were going to pull a gun on them. Okay. Right, we want your ship. Yeah. It's bigger than our yeah. ship. There's a slight, a slight menace to them, which is uh, increases now they start to creep around the ship. Mm. Yeah. But, well, first of all, Stan um, takes them around the ship and um, introduces them to to uh, 790, who's who's crying. Got the yeah. little t- they've got the little tears coming down his... Um, TV screens up for his eyes. Pixels of tears. Yeah. yeah. And Loki has decided to eat uh, Zev. She sticks her finger in. Well, you know, if you leave a lot of protein soup lying around, it's going to get eaten. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Well, it was gone cold anyway, so it's now gazpacho, I suppose. Well, that's true. <laughs> and we get a 790 that's He's so distraught, he's actually prepared to be nice to Stan. That's yes. how bad things have got him. He's I know, yeah. I know, yes. <laughs> and Stan, oh, no. Yeah, Stan also introduced um, uh, the Picker Huans to the uh, food bank. <laughs> you can make anything you want. Exactly. I'm never eating there. Nor am I. Nope. Nope. I'd rather have a hot noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Then he says, uh, what about all the, uh, and takes them to the bridge and shows them the firepower of the, of the ship. And accidentally, accidentally blows the potato who and ship up. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie. My bad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh dear. Indeed, indeed. So they had so uh, the three um, potato hooins decided to do a bit of a wrecking of the ship. At which point, you think they're up to something, really? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one of them um, comes aboard onto the bridge. Who is um, the first? Who is Jeffrey Hirschfield, the person who plays Seven Ninety? Pretty sure that is the right one. That's the right. Come. That needs a bit of a check. Let me just double check. I we have skipped something really, really early on. Oh, go ahead. We we have not let set up check at what would be considered Chekhov's gun. Go for it. Chekhov's gun. They're they they're fantasies. Oh, they fantasies. They, they, they discussed them in the ship on the way to the yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, one wants to be the first man to meet another alien. Yeah. The one wants to be, is he just famous? And the other last one wants to just spend all his time in his farm. Yeah. 
I got the impression that one was not very imaginative because it is his dream was to be an astronaut and he, and he was an astronaut. Yeah. So yeah his dream, his he, dream was to meet alien life. Oh, okay. Yeah, to be the first person to meet alien life because don't forget they have been living under this cloud of darkness. Sure. Okay, so, so his, his dream actually came true as well as yeah. being an induced fantasy as well. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But it was, he wanted to be the first one to meet it solo, if that makes sense. And he ended up being one of the first people to be eaten. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or at least an alien we're, plant. We're not at that point yet. I just was saying we've got to set that up. Otherwise, when we get to that point, it's not going to make much sense. Yes. Why is that called Chekhov's gun? Because uh, there's an old theory that if you have a gun in the first scene, it's got to be fired in the third scene. Uh-huh. And it's called, that's in films speak is called Chekhov's gun. And is that from Star Trek or? No, I, I just I think it's just a movie term in general. Mm. Or is it from an old Russian play? <laughs> More than likely. That's why they call it Chekhov's gun. Mm. Is it something that's set up in the first act that pays off in the third act? Mm. So as I, as I was saying, one of the the particular who is going on Iraqi. And one of them finds themselves on the bridge, and he gets confronted by uh, Lycia, who decides to give him a fa- his fantasy. Yes, and basically he becomes James Bond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's the one with the biggest ego. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they sit him and Lycia in a fantasy. Uh, well, fantasy slash dream sequence. Sit down for a uh, meal, and in his meal there's a potato. As if we didn't get the you know a place called Potato. What is it going to plant? Uh, Cabbages. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> and it goes all of um uh of psychedelic, I suppose I can say, and and basically his uh head inside the fantasy. His head blows um, gas inflated mm-hmm. <laughs> and gas blown off his head. While in reality, his body is actually going into like he is plant. And uh, goodbye, Mr. Chips. Indeed. And he didn't like you that a lot. <laughs> no, he didn't. And we cut back to. He's a spudgy liker. <laughs> I'm gonna have my head for for a moment for that bad joke. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, we cut back to the planet of potatoes, and there we all we hear we just hear uh, is that they are a thousand voices scream out in terror and suddenly silenced. Yes. A man with many arms is back. Yeah. But basically, all, all we hear is the audio of uh, Potato Who, and they are wanting... The astronauts obviously have gone missing, and they just want to send a planetary worry thing of, you know, want to pray for astronauts. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully they come back sometime soon. 
and then Mandra's arms, Mandra's arms appear out of nowhere. In a continuing theme across the series arc. Exactly. And the planet gets destroyed. It becomes a baked potato. <laughs> yes. Green potatoes and likely in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and like, um, to back to the Lux, and like he was having a shower. Because Channel 5 put a bit of money in again. Well, Yay, no, well, the, the, well, quiet scene. Yeah, saying what this time though, with Ikea is um, fully clothed. <laughs> so it's yeah, like yeah. a wet, t- wet t-shirt competition. You know, it's the same, 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 same money pool. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that works. I was, I, I was the story. I thought that that's where it's gone. That's where the that channel five budget is this week. I, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we cut to the bridge. And like it is to Jason's second of the third astronauts. Yes, he's the one that wants to find alien life. Yeah, and you're not back on back in the pod, aren't they? Yeah, and the fantasy is him being back in the pod with Zaki right side. He is incredibly interested, but in instead of the fantasy, his other two crewmates are not interested at all. <laughs> Yeah, man, you just found the good first day, and you learned great. Great, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and, yeah, and inside the fantasy, Vikia finds herself inside uh, the spaceship, and he, the astronaut is giving Vikia his golden potato. <laughs> and then, mm. uh, in reality, Vikia gobbles him up inside the plant. Yep. Now Captain Man's going mental. <laughs> yes. Well, not quite. All this is while um, Lakia is feeding on the astronaut, Kai is uh, watching all, and now Kai has put all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. He's worked it out. Yeah. Because he's a clever dead man. Indeed. And, but at that point, the captain, or EJ Moss, I should say, I haven't given any of the uh, astronauts a name this episode, I do apologise, but the captain's name is EJ Moss, uh, the Vex the, uh, gets the potato hoe, however, potato hoe was not there. Uh-oh. And mm. EJ is incredibly upset and PO'd. Mm-hmm. Well, he's lost his ship, his crewmates, and his planet. Yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And blames, yeah. and blames Dan for blowing up the ship. Mm. Well, it's a bit logical. Planet, from, yeah. his, from his point of view, he's seen the legs already blow up something up. Yeah. He's not going to know any difference of how far that goes, so he's going to assume that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And finds his astronaut, fellow astronaut's boot on the ship. And assumes that Stan, that somebody has killed, somebody has killed him. Which is quite true. Mm. But, uh, he doesn't believe that Rikia did it. So he goes after Kai. Mm-hmm. The assassin. Yeah. Uh, and Rikia picks up Zev. All the, all the boiler custard, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Soup. Zev soup. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and takes it to a pod. Yeah. And she, uh, she admits that she ate them, uh, like he admits that she ate them because, quote, 
I was hungry and they were yummy. She said with a warm smile. Because she's not, she's not evil. She's no. like, you know, she's just a plant that does that thing. That's, yeah. that's what plants do, you know. Exactly. Um, uh, Baikir eats moss and, and the bowl of Zev. Mm-hmm. As, uh, a Stanley and Stanley Kai and an incredibly out of control seven nominee enter. <laughs> this is the absolute worst moment now. Indeedy. Indeedy. He was trying to still worship her remains. Indeedy. Indeed. Now he ha- hasn't even got that. Yeah, indeed. I have to ask, what, what do you think of the farming fantasy? Um, yeah. Me, I, mean, it is. <laughs> I loved all the, uh, all the fantasies, but that was the top of the, uh, three, really. Yes. All the, uh, all the heads and the, uh. That, I, I mean, I would put that near enough the weirdest disturbing image I've seen so far. Yeah. That's that's saying something. Yeah. It's like obviously you have such a relationship with your potato you consider people. <clears throat> I'd like to bring Donald Trump back at this point and <laughs> <laughs> say that's pretty much how I think he sees the world. <laughs> yes. I have to say them, um my uh, my head went to a red dwarf rep place. Wasn't uh, when they're buried in sand? Was yeah, it? yeah. No, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking you might be going for sort of the book reference. Oh, okay. No, no, I was, I was no, I was going for um. Or, better than life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Better than life. Yeah. Uh, there's um, last human. When yeah. they got in the prison, just basically popping heads, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Um. Uh, do 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 do. So more the book references. Go to this link. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure our, our listeners have gotten annoyed by uh, by my constant references to the Bedwolf intro cast. Series we, eleven coming soon. So yeah, um, I bet job this time now. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that seven ninety eight was not a good one. Yeah. So we're now we're now at the big twist, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, like explains that she needed the protein of the Eskimos. And Zev to make Stanley's present. Mm-hmm. And, um, like here, turns towards the pod, and eight pops are quite an attractive, uh, female figure. Now, do you think Doctor Who would have lasted as long as it did, or has done so far, um, if the, every time the Doctor regenerated, he had to get eaten by a plant? <laughs> Could be interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. And she's not bad looking, obviously a completely different actress this time. Now. Yes. Well, there was a couple of brilliant master strokes I thought, which was um the the very lingering shots on her face saying yeah. nothing. Yeah. And then as she as she said all their names, the fact that it was seven ninety that confirmed to us that this was the same character mm. is the absolute right choice to make because that sells the whole concept for me. Mm. Yeah. If as soon as he saw, if you'd had Stan or Kai say some kind of off off the cuff remark like, "Oh, Zeb's back then," you know, or something, I recognise yeah. her. It wouldn't have worked. But because Seven Ninety, who is absolutely infatuated with Zeb, and ignores Lykia earlier in the episode for yeah. being just 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 another woman. Yeah. The fact that he says it and he says it. He, he doesn't even say it like as a definite. He says it in a very questioning way, but a very a very believable way. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I thought that sold it brilliantly. Oh yeah, and once he realised it was, he was back to his ecstatic self. And then the fact it's a different actress is slightly brushed over with this line about she didn't have a lot of information to go on and she's just sort of chosen how you saw her kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So she's almost a slight exaggeration of the character she used to be. And uh, and red, ha- red hair and no wig, so it's all right. It's all good. I, well, I was going to ask you, did you think that was her natural hair or not? Probably not a, a normal colour, but I uh, didn't think it was a wig. I was wondering whether her lips were real, though. <laughs> Mm. So he can't just be happy with it now. He's yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was a nice change, and I guess we're back to normality, whatever normal is for this show. <laughs> but no such thing as normal for this show. Having having had a slight uh, pause in when we recorded these podcasts, it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of nice to, to, to go forward now with a new actress because we've kind of uh, had a month a month to forget about the other one sort of thing. So, yeah. Which I mean, is why when Seamus... Viewers might not have, but uh, we have. Yeah, that's why when Seamus discussing the break, I, because I knew that there was one leaving, I didn't know there was one coming. I thought, oh, you set this up for some reason, mate. Yeah. Hey, what have you done here? It's worked quite why well you, for us, I think. Why, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I did, that's why I did it. <laughs> Mm. It was a good. It was a good move. I think about it. Thank you. And I couldn't. And I couldn't tell you why I was doing it either. Nope. But uh, for like you know two minutes of the episode or for whatever she's on screen, it's it's far too too little to uh, really yet uh, really judge against yet. So yeah. I guess yeah. from the next episode on, we can work out whether or not it works for us. Yeah. Uh, and the episode, the, uh, basically the episode ends um, with uh, that uh, seven ninety taking the Mickey out of Stan, even though seven ninety did promise he wouldn't take any, the Mickey out of Stan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do we ever believe him? <laughs> no, not really. No. I don't think I don't think we should. Plus, Stan didn't actually stop Zev being eaten. That's true. No. So he didn't really do what Seven what Seven Night asked him to do. Although, having not done that, Seven Night has now got Zev back. But he he didn't know at the time that was going to happen. So yeah, that's true. if anything, he should be thanking Lykia for bringing her back. So <laughs> yeah. Also, they're going to put uh, Lykia off on another planet. So I guess she's not going to be back for the next episode. Well, all which Lykia did say she had to go go away for a while and sleep. Mm. Yeah, I got so, the impression that, that she might return someday, but not next week. No. Well, next week they've got to get back to the status quo, so... Yeah, And also, yeah. Didn't, didn't Kai say, oh, we'll try and find you somewhere where you can be happy and live? Yeah. So, how soon between that point and her leaving? Are we just going to get next week? Oh, we found a place for her. That's nice. Okay, next week. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying how many. I'm not, um, you I'm can't. Not, you can't yeah. say. Yeah. But there's there's a, a bit there as well. So. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So yeah. Um, any more things anyone want to say? No. What's the next episode called, man? 
I was gonna. Uh, we go there, break and then come back and. <laughs> yeah, well, that sort of lovely stuff, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we will go away. Well, you enjoyed the stuff that I had. So yeah, so uh, we're we're, we're going to have a lovely potato. So yeah, what? We're, so potato. Potato. Yeah, potato. So so what we're having that potato will get you to listen to this advert. Star Trek, the next generation. You look at the nation. You're my favourite show. I've seen every episode. We nearly have, you know. Peter and Amory have only got all good things to cover. The review for which they will be recording on the 4th of February if you'd like to send in some memories or thoughts on the finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. And then from here on inwards, the broadcast will become a Deep Space Nine show covering season 3 to the end, with the occasional season 1 episode of Next Generation, and of course the Next Generation movies. And we'll be recording our Generations review on the 3rd of March. One potato. Two potato. Three potato. Four. Four. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Anyway, welcome back, folks. Uh, yeah, so um, hopefully everybody enjoyed that uh, ad for that podcast. Uh, yeah, so um, first of all, we're going to go for quotes. Has everybody got a quote? Yep. Brilliant. Well, do you want to you put yourself in the, in the uh, driver's seat, my friend, or you go for it? Uh, garden. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That's my one-word quote. <laughs> yeah, so do, you, do you have anything? I've got. Uh, I'm literally looking at the script here, so. Okay. Um, I was trying to find the one where they quote him, where he's the. I can't find it in the script about uh, uh, the brave hero is a potato hoe, but I'll go for the one. That, Almost starts the whole show. All night by the dead Zev. All <laughs> night by the dead Zev I lay. If only my tears could be real, I would rust myself away. <laughs> Emo790 there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. I'm going to go with your classic of. Oh, my brothers! I kind of ate them, and they're really tasty too. <laughs> oh dear! I got the boy. This and this one that goes going. And then the sun change, changes, and my Becky Boo comes out of the back porch, and she'll say, "Hey Jay, you gotta stop playing around in that silly old garden and come in here and start playing around with me." <laughs> well, you know what they, <laughs> they say, Captain? No, what? You take the boy out of the potato hoe, but you can't take the potato hoe out of the boy. So, Johnson, do you have anything? Because I'm out. No, that's all my quotes. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Br- brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, we'll go, we're moving on to ratings now. So, Gareth, what would you give this? Uh, oh, now that's a good question. What do I give this? Over um, I'm going to give it uh, a seven potatoes. 
Uh, it's a good episode. It's great to see the crew back to normality again, as normal as this show ever gets. Um, the guest cast, they grated on me a bit because of the way they were, but apart from that, again, a very solid episode and better than, well, better than the worst episode we've had so far, so <laughs> it's a good solid seven. Excellent, Jonathan? I'll give it Eagle 8, I think. Um, I, I really enjoyed the guest cast in terms of their characters. Um, yeah, the, the, the whole satirical element, it being quite close to, <clears throat> uh, in design terms, to, to, to the Apollo astronauts. So you could really kind of get where they, where they, where they were coming from. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a little bit of uh, one of my favourite films, Morons from Outer Space, mm. where they take the concept of first contact to not intelligent scientists but to like the lowest common denominator ah. and uh, it would felt if it felt like an american version of that really and um <clears throat> uh they take up a lot a lot a lot of the episode along with as as we've already said red dwarf like uh C- camille style plotting of of, of of being whatever fantasy you needed to be to be distracted by this creature mm. Um, it reminds me of another movie, but a movie probably most people have never heard of. It's called Hobgoblins. Oh, okay. I've not seen that. Basically, imagine um, a cheap rip-off of Gremlins, but instead of them getting all into your washing machine and stuff, they sort of bring your fantasies to life. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> there was also a terribly trashy sci-fi movie. I think it was the 90s called Species. Yep. Where where the alien was like a sexy woman just to kind of get 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 her prey, you know. I'm sure I'm sure there are countless other examples of that sort of thing. It's in, in, in B movie sci fi. But yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed all that stuff, and I really enjoyed the uh, the, the very clever setting up of uh, of the of, of the return of Zev by a different actress at the end. I thought it was very well handled. Um, and uh, if 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 this episode isn't a nine, it's probably because some of the some of the cast don't don't, don't really have a lot to do as, as characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly Kai or you know Stan didn't have too much. I mean, seven ninety has had the worst episode he's had to endure yet, I think, and it was all all the more entertaining for that fact. <laughs> ah, okay, well, mm. leaves it to me then. Yeah, uh, another really good episode. Um, you know, those characterizations of the astronauts were really. You know, too much of American South. Donald Trump ask. That's his name again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, a really good episode. So I'm going to have to give this probably uh, eight out of ten. Um, we've already you've already you've already, beaten, you've already taken mine, which is potato. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, you could have potatoes as well. I think we'll all just have potatoes. <laughs> 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 There's enough of them to go around. I know. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to say uh, man-eating plants, which is what. Yeah. So yes, we still, unfortunately, still don't have any feedback. But I, but quite a few people are listening out there. So if you do have any feedback for any episode that we've covered, so not necessarily this one here that we've done today, but any episode, or or even any future episode that you want to. Um, 
email us about, and please do, because I'm the only person who has access, or me and Kinsey are the only people who have access to the email account. So if you do want to email us about future episodes, then you're more than welcome to. Um, and we'll just hold the email over until um, when we do it. Just make sure in the subject line, you, you uh, let, us know, let us know the episode, and that would be amazing. And of course, you can email us at lexintrocast at gmail.com. Excellent. That's Brilliant. Lex with two X's. Indeedy. Indeedy. Uh, I suppose you want to know what the uh, next episode is called. Yeah, please. Yeah, it's Love Liner. What? Say that again. <laughs> Love Liner. That's L U V L I N E R. The Love Liner. Soon it will be taking another run. Uh, yeah, so kind of love ship there, we think. Yeah, that's where I'm going with it. <laughs> but yeah. in space, because that's how you sci-fi. <laughs> Everything's just in space written at the end of it. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah even as soon as, I, you, as soon as you start singing that, Sunset Beach one's through my head. Okay, that's the reference nobody's got. I'm trying to think of other versions of what liner might mean. Uh, it's probably not nothing, nothing to do with makeup, is it? So, um Maybe it's a really comedy-heavy episode full of one-liners. If it isn't, I'm sure our next podcast will be. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> or could this be the dreaded promised step? Could this just be the Just because musical... we sang its intro doesn't necessarily mean it's... <laughs> it could be. All the way through. <laughs> now, I think we're, we're looking at somewhere like, a you know, um, <laughs> pretty much a love-liner, you know, this is the sh- you know a ship which is dedicated to couples and that sort of thing, and they've got to pretend to be a couple to get on board ship because they might need something or some such. I don't know. Just because Stan uses that as his own uh, way to get friendly with the new Zev. Mm-hmm. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So yeah, so is that what? Is that, so that's what your um, full prediction is going to be? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, so we'll be back in a, we'll actually be back, uh, in a couple of weeks' time with, um, season, uh, three, episode four. And uh, with our verdict on what the new Zev's really like. Indeedy. <laughs> Indeedy. So yeah, so we'll, um, we'll catch you then then. Cheerio, everyone. Bye bye, potato. Potato ho! I am the most powerful podcast in the two universes. Whee!